Let's get this road on the show. Hell yeah, brother. Hello, cinephiles, and welcome to Silver Screen Sips, a podcast where three idiots talk about movies. And today we're going to talk about everyone's favorite pirate, Captain Hector Barbosa, and a little bit of his background and a little bit of the people he might have been based on. Redbeard. Yes. Just a reminder that there are spoilers ahead for t- for movies and TV shows that you may have not seen yet. So just know that you've been warned. Currently, um, it's not a confirmed thing. I couldn't find it online. Um, but I am convinced that Hector Barbosa was loosely based on the there's multiple versions of Redbeard. But um, Redbeard's name is Barbarossa. Uh, give me one second because I actually have to pull up and you may hear the recording for a second. Um, is he playing the bongo drums over there? What the hell? Me? Sorry, I'm adjusting my mic. <laughs> it is. It is a dun, 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 dun. That would be the uh, <laughs> suspension thing I have. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I sought out help for pronunciation of this gentleman's name um, from our good friend Eunice, actually. Mm, shout out Eunice. Shout out Eunice. Uh, so, hi, Redin Barbarissa. Sorry, I butchered the shit out of that. It's okay. Uh, Better than I would have done. Is the original Arabic name of Hayr al-Din Barbaris. Mm-hmm. And in essence, he initially started off as like a pretty badass pirate. Because um, what he was doing at first was like with his brother, he was um, attacking, you know, Spaniards and destroying like the, the Spaniard controlled areas. Eventually, he became an actual privateer, similar to Bar- uh, Barbosa does in um, On Stranger Tide. And then uh, later on, of course, after a very storied naval career, um, he passed away in 15, what is it? 1546. Oh, the year I was born. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Did I just hear a I woo? I told you it was going to freeze. Oh. <laughs> sorry. I put vodka in the freezer and it fucking froze. Which it's not supposed to do, but there's yeah, supposed to do that. <laughs> It's literally... No. Hey, yo, if you have vodka and it froze... Listen to vodka. it. Listen to it. Oh, shit! <laughs> the bridge! Fuck! Can you grab it? Oh, shit. <laughs> and now she's covered in vodka, that damn alcoholic. Uh, fuck. My assistant got me a towel. Anyways, what were we talking about? Now, everyone's favorite part of the episode, this week in Hollywood. Isaiah, take it away. Hi. I don't know what the hell that was. Um. Anyway, filmmaker Woody Allen is shutting down claims revolving around the director's possible retirement after his next film, Wasp 22. Woody Allen has officially stated that he does not plan on retiring after his next film. In an interview, the famed director said, a lot of, th- of the thrill is gone, and then followed it up with, I feel that yes, I will work again in film, but I might have to turn to writing. Allen's representative stated, after the interview that Woody Allen never said he was retiring, nor did he ever say he was writing a novel. He said he was thinking about not making films as making films that go straight or very quickly to streaming platforms is not so enjoyable for him. He's a great lover of the cinema experience, you know? (laughs) Currently, he has no intention of retiring and is uh, very excited to be in Paris shooting his new movie, which will be the 50th, his 50th movie. Yeah. Jesus. Just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, Tubi, yes, it still exists, is now taking the highly publicized trial of Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard and adapting it into a film. It is said to star Mark Mark Hapka and Megan Davis as the infamous pair. On Honestly, I don't know what's worse, this or the Tiger King spinoff Joel versus, uh, Joe versus Carol. I don't know if you guys ever saw, saw the trailer. I did not see the spinoff. The trailer is rough. Since this season is about Pirates of the Caribbean, it only feels right to announce that Orlando Bloom, the actor who plays Will Turner and is a total heartthrob for women everywhere, <laughs> has been officially casted in Neil Blomkamp's Gran Turismo. Why they adapted a video a video game into a fucking movie, I don't fucking understand, but we're going to go with it. The film adaptation of the famous racing game is being produced by Sony Pictures and PlayStation Productions and is also starring David Harbour and upcoming actor Argu Madekwe. Never heard of them. The film is slotted to premiere August 11th, 2000, 
23. That is not supposed to say argue. That's supposed to say Archie. Wow. Sorry. I don't know why that happened. It's all good. Errors happen. Okay. We have so sorry to Mr. Archie Madekwe. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing your last name right. Anyway, Isaiah with sports. Yeah. Over here in sports world, um, I totally know sports. Tony uh, <laughs> <laughs> has Woo! announced that. Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Go, go, balls. I know what I said. <laughs> please, please keep all the silence in. <laughs> anyway, Sony has announced that they are making a new Karate Kid movie, this time with a new twist. Although no official details have been announced, there are rumors that the story will revolve around a young kid teaching the older figure instead of the other way around. The movie has been announced for premiere on June 27th, 2024. I do believe it is not a continuation of Jackie Chan's uh, Karate Kid, but of like the Ralph Macchio uh, one. After last year's debacle with the Oscars, I think we all know what I'm talking about. This year, the CEO and other members of the Academy of Performing Arts are exploring streaming options for the event. Over the years, the ceremony has received a decline in viewership, and this type of change may increase it or just might be the downfall. And lastly, a Constantine sequel has finally been greenlit for production. Keanu Reeves and Francis Lauren will be, both be returning to continue the story of the 2005 Supernatural Thriller. There isn't that much details out so far, but we will keep you posted with release dates and any other important news. We'll make sure Lewis is on top of it. Yes. And that concludes This Week in Hollywood. You can find all of our sources cited on our Discord in the Sources channel. Hell yeah, brother. Okay, Lewis, I need a drink. What do you have? Today, on Big Lou's Big Brews, we have the Captain Barbosa. Oh, yeah. rest in peace. Spoilers. Just kidding. It's okay. <laughs> she got scared. Uh, you, said it's called, you said it's called Captain Barbosa? Yes, it is called the Captain Barbosa. Here it is. Um, this is a, there's variations to this recipe. There's oh, another one that I saw that was supposed to be in a martini, but mm-hmm. I think this actually fits it more accurately. Um, our description here is it's time to add another cocktail to our treasure chest of pirate classics. This tasty treat is inspired by that apple loving plunderer from the Pirates of the Caribbean movie series. Played by the venerable actor Jeffrey Rush, Captain Hector Barbosa is a rather humorous character that certainly embodies the spirit of an old world pirate. Melding apple juice, pineapple juice, black rum, and spice rum, we bring you our delicious featured cocktail, the Captain Barbosa. Cheers! That was dumb. Don't say that ever again. Yeah. <laughs> also, did you say black rum? That's a thing. Yes. Yes. Huh. Uh, look up Kraken. Oh, Kraken rum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the main one I know. They also anyway. got a really uh, cool bottle. Where can we find this uh, Captain Barbosa recipe? It's featured on a website called bestestrecipes.com. And we, our ingredients are going to include an ounce and a half of Captain Morgan black rum. Mm-hmm. An ounce and a half of spice rum of your choice. It could also be Captain Morgan. Two ounces of cloudy apple juice. Clear apple juice also works. Two ounces of pineapple juice and a splash of gravity. We're going to use a lime a little garnish. Uh, but yeah, I honestly, uh, I like the idea of incorporating a black rum. I'm going to also look up what the hell makes a black rum black rum. Uh, and... I'm going to give it away to you guys while I look that up so I can get your opinions on Isaiah. it. Isaiah? Black rum, spice rum, cloudy apple juice, pineapple juice, splash of grenadine, and lime wheel garnish. Uh, I feel like it's a 3.5 out of 5. I don't know how I'd... I like rum. I do like rum. He doesn't like pineapple juice. I don't like pineapple juice. It's, uh, it's not a good texture. <laughs> but I feel like it kind of reminds me of a Bloody Mary, the way it looks. I don't know why. It does, yeah. I know it. It, it, I know it has nothing it, like none of no similar ingredients to a Bloody Mary, but like I don't I don't know. It's it's it's, it's the cloudy not, apple juice that's yeah, doing it. Yeah, it's if not, you did clear, it'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. But I don't I don't feel like it'd be my style. I like I like fruity stuff. Um, three and a half. You said I did. Yes. Okay. I think I would also give it a three and a half because I've never had black rum, and I'm not sure if I've had. Sp- Spiced rum. Bicardi. Spiced would be Bacardi. Really? Yeah. Or even just oh. your basic Captain Morgan bottle. Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. Well then, um, yeah, I mean everything else sounds fine with me. It's just the black rum. I'm not sure if I would really like it. 
but it sounds like a good like beach kind of drink like sure. all of these do just because i mean it's pirates of the caribbean so of course yeah. it's going to be a beachy uh kind of drink so yeah i'd give it also like a three and a half okay that's fair um i so i've added a picture of some black rum brands there's a kraken rum uh but i've added a picture of some of the other like black strap rum or dark rum as they're referred to um the reason it can appear black or like shades darker than your normal rum that's been aged in a a cast for a few decades even is that they're going to add caramel or molasses to it so it's distilling molasses so it's so is it sweeter then it could have a sweeter taste yeah oh well then i probably would like it so yeah i'm gonna keep it at a three and a half but but just to be yeah just to be safe now that i know that it's more in the sweet because when you said black rum i was thinking more of like a stronger very strong yeah yeah. okay i I was thinking the same thing actually but i was wondering why it was called black rum um, this is something that apparently it is recommended that you use black rum with like citrus drinks mm. to like make things mm. with the apple juice and, and pineapple juice would be perfect that rather than sense. putting it into like a like a third drink you know like most of your other drinks that have like a more complicated components because it's going to get overpowered because mm-hmm. uh, it can be it can be very like light in terms of the body of the of the alcohol itself so if someone asks for a shot of crack and rum should i run away no I don't know who's going to ask you for a shot of crack and rum. I don't think they sell it at bars. I think it only is like, you know, like you only have it at home. Like I can find it at Total Wine, but at my yeah, bar, I- if uh, someone asks for, uh, if they ask for, I have crack and rum. So if they ask for it, I if they ask for a double, I can give them a double of a uh, crack and rum if they wanted to. It all they gotta say is, "Hey, can I get crack and rum in a shot?" And, uh, and um, a double. Be careful how you word that because it sounds like you're saying crack space. And rum. In space rum. <laughs> hey, yo, I'm get some crack and rum. Hey. We're going with the 1950s Coca-Cola recipe. Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to also go with a 3.5. I'm not really a rum person. However, I am. This would be something that I would be willing to like drink on a hot summer day. Damn, it's 94 proof. Kraken? Kraken rum. Yeah, it's a little stronger, but the flavor is going to be. Um, oh, no, more... I'm just like, hell yeah. I'm all for oh, it. Hell yeah. So we got a, an average of 3.5. That's correct. Whoa. Um, I'm going to need a brief intermission here as I have to go grab something. But I'll be right back. It's cracking rum. No, it's not cracking rum. Brief intermission. Bethany, insert the elevator music. Elevator music. Oh, I, Lewis is back. Hi, Lewis. <laughs> Hello. He had to get his dinner. Ugh. We're on to Beth's question of the day. Now, tell me, this one's not really a question. Well, it's multiple. Uh, we're going to be doing trivia. So we have three questions. I'm going to make this one a little bit quicker because this is probably going to be a longer episode as is. Um, so I only have three questions. Best two out of three wins and gets my respect as a prize. Wow. So, um, again, you both need to have your own noises. So, Lewis, what is yours? I got a jar of death. Perfect. What's yours, Isaiah? Can I have a... He's heavy. That's exactly what I was going to do for you, but I need one for the meantime. Oh, I'm just going to scream. <laughs> <laughs> Please scream. That would be so good. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So, are you gentlemen ready? Yes. I think Isaiah's ready. Jesus Christ, my ears. (laughs) So, first question. Actually, let me start this the right way. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this season's annual, not annual, trivia game. Annual, but not annual. Semi-annual. No, that's not what that means. Whatever. Here are (laughs) our contestants. We have Luis Fernandez. Say hi, Luis. Bing bong, fuck your life. Now, Lewis is a um, mixologist. Isn't that correct? That is correct. Now, Lewis, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves? Where are you from? The great country of Venezuela. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. Isaiah (laughs) is our other contestant. Isaiah is a nerd. Isaiah, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where are you from? 
I'm from the good old U.S. of A. Incorrect. Now, <laughs> let's begin. <laughs> All righty. First question. Uh, this is multiple choice. Each of these is multiple choice. So do not buzz in until I have completed um, saying all of the answers. Okay. Question number one. What ship do Will and Jack steal to pursue the Black Pearl in episode one? Is it A, Interceptor, B, Endeavor, C, Dauntless, or D, Providence? I got a jar of death. Lewis? A, the Interceptor. Is that your final answer? Correct. Ding, ding, ding. That is correct. <laughs> Round of applause for Lewis. One point said. For Lewis. He, said, he said correct as in I am correct. There is no other answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. If Lewis gets this correct, he wins. So Isaiah, you better fucking buzz in. All right. Question number two. In what year does... Oh, I got a jar of death. Lewis? <laughs> What's your answer? Please continue the question. I'm sorry. No. What's your answer? I don't have an answer. I just want to see if you can guess it, because if you guess it, you fucking win. I'll give you five bucks if you can guess this answer. I don't know what the fucking question is. Literally the, you buzzed in after year? I said, in what year? <laughs> in what year? That was a question. 2005. Okay, so. Can I, can I guess? Sure. If Isaiah <laughs> guesses this correct, he wins the game. 1750? <laughs> no, okay. So let me actually ask a question. In what year? Does Pirates of the Caribbean Curse of the Black Pearl take place? Is it A, 1710, B, 1720, C, 1745, or D, 1780? Was that you? That was was Isaiah? All right, Isaiah. 1745. No, 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 Isaiah buzzed in first. 1745 is my guess. Okay. In fucking correct, Lewis. Damn, all right. 1780. In fucking correct, too. The answer Damn. is 1720. Whoops. She's so rude. All right. So whoever guesses this, this one correctly, well, I guess just win because it's the only other fucking question I've got. I, uh, so this one's for all the marbles. Question number three, the final question. All points are double. Who did Johnny Depp base his characterization of Jack Sparrow on? Oh, well, actually, wait, I don't have a buzzer. Hi. This is-, is it one, Big Jagger? Two, Mike Nesmith? Who? Three, Philip Schofield? Or four, Keith Richards? He's heavy, he's heavy, heavy. Uh, <laughs> Isaiah? It's Keith Richards. Ding, ding, ding. Correct. Good job. Isaiah wins. Well, um, yeah, that's my trivia. Nice. What you got on the menu for facts? Let's hear them. What I got on the menu? Let's learn, let's, let's learn a thing, too, about uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales, right? So, while this movie, was being, uh, this movie was being produced by Johnny Depp, but he happened to be going through a bitter divorce with uh, everybody's um, most hated actress. <laughs> uh, however, he was chronically late to the set to the point where it ate into the schedule uh, so they had to come uh so they had to halt production for several hours at a time it got to the point where several production hours st- jesus yeah that's if you don't and if you don't know about production that's rough yeah that's yeah. bad i'm pissed just thinking about it yeah hours into a production is like days worth of fixing and that is a lot of money so mm-hmm. it is there's a lot of people just hanging around a lot of people did not doing anything and they're getting paid to do it <laughs> um However, it got to the point where a production assistant was hired just to wait outside Depp's rented home uh, in in Australia, I believe it was Queensland. That sounds illegal. No, it was legal. He was he, they just they just sat outside and waited for uh, a light to turn on to know that he was awake. He would then when the lights turned on inside the rented house, they would then alert uh, the line di- the line director who and the directors of the movie so that the production can get rolling by the time Depp arrived on set. Jeez, that's crazy. However. Um, though people did say he was, he, he was still charming and, uh, very, you know, swell to be around. Nobody had any, uh, everything was chill with him. And he was usually found in between takes playing the guitar. Hey, what a man. Pretty dope. What a lad. What a lad. Now, during this time, filming had to be halted due to his finger being cut, which right. 
We found yeah, out what that was yeah. for. <laughs> we found out what happened there. Uh, for those who don't know. It was between Amber Heard and the wine bottle incident where she uh, mm-hmm. threw it. She threw it at him, I believe, and it cut his finger, like cut the tip of his finger off. Yes. Um, believe so. They ended up having to see uh, the bandage. They ended up CGI it, uh, CGIing it off, I believe, or like covering it up uh, somehow. Um, now, at the time, Jerry Bruckheimer uh, had given the impression that it was more that his finger was cut from a car or sliding door. But, oh, uh, I it's think not, it's, he also, yeah, he, he made up a few different excuses. Yeah, it was the from the quotes, it didn't sound like either he didn't know or he was just uh, like he's because he himself said he heard a few different stories. So he yeah. wasn't sure or I wouldn't he might have been giving the impression that he didn't know or he mm-hmm. didn't know. I don't know. But that was all behind uh, closed doors on that point. Um, now, Captain Salazar. Now, the original person that the producers wanted for the film was Christoph Waltz. That would have been dope. Christoph Waltz plays um, the Nazi from Inglorious Bastards. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, what's yeah, that would have been dope as fuck. Yeah, he probably would have been pretty good. Now he oh, he uh, was given he was the original character wasn't called Captain Salazar. It was called uh, Captain Brand because um, Salazar's better. Yeah, but <laughs> it was originally Captain Brand in the script. However, due to scheduling conflicts, Waltz had to drop out. So he had accepted the role, but he had to drop out uh, due to another movie, and mm-hmm. so the role went to Bardam. And the name was changed to Salazar to accompany his Spanish descent. Hmm. Isn't Captain Salazar an actual pirate too? Or Armando Salazar? Is that what I'm thinking of? That, well, it's his full name, Captain <laughs> Armando Salazar. Um, is he an actual pirate hunter? I'm not 100% sure, but I'll find out. Um, just to jump back to Christoph Waltz, the character was named Hans Landa. Yes, thank you, Hans Landa. I don't know how mm. I could forget such an iconic character. I'm actually really excited to talk about this movie. Really? Continue, Isaiah. So uh, screen tests were done to pl- have other actors play Henry Turner. And those included Taron oh Egerton. Oh, God. Ansel Elgort. Oh, God. And George McKay. Actually, I could see Ansel Elgort with longer hair, maybe. Maybe. What was the other one? George McKay? George McKay. Um, he's the guy. He's the, he's the guy, the main character from 1917. Yeah, I could see him, too. He's a good actor. He's not in a lot, too. So it would have been, you know, like I wouldn't have been like, oh, you know, I know him from so and so. Now, uh, the basis of the blown up look that Salazar's crew has um, with their cracked skin and all that kind of stuff was based off cracked earth. Um, If you think about (laughs) it, I was just going to say it was based off crack. We're just they had some some of that uh, crack infused crack and rum, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, but like, think of, if you think of like a dry desert, it, that's you, you can you can kind of put two and two together. Like, oh yeah, yeah. This, they look they look like dry, dry desert. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So and now for the movie, they built thirteen full ships. Uh, one of the ships happened to uh, happened to be a hundred and fifty hundred and sixty feet long. I'm not sure. I can't which, picture. Like I can't like fathom what that means. Like, yeah, that's a that's a huge ship. Can you give me a comparison? Something else that I can picture, like that I have seen in person that I could be like, oh, yeah, that's the same size. Uh, bro, um, you can do it. <laughs> oh, well, uh, I found a fun fact. I don't know if Isaiah already had this in his fact. What's As that? I was looking for the. Oh, OK, I found it. Um, but so, uh fun fact, Javier Bardem, you know, Captain Salazar. Um, is married to Penelope Cruz, Angelica Teach. Did not know that. Um, and then Captain Salazar is named after late Portuguese Republican president and dictator Antonio de Oliveira Salazar. That is very specific. <laughs> he was a horrible person, uh, if I remember correctly. So, uh, by the way, okay, so to, to think of like 160 feet, uh, think of like one of the super yachts you see on uh, at the harbor. I love how you think that I've seen a super yacht in my life. But okay, yeah, that's big. That's pretty big. So yeah, think of a super yacht. Um, now to apply the makeup to Salazar and the crew, it took about three to three and a half hours a day to put on. Mm-hmm. So they would sit there, they would show up and then sit in a chair for three to three and a half hours getting a makeup put on. Now most, that was just like for uh, Bardam because uh, a lot of the other crew, they had a lot of prosthetics and stuff like that, but they didn't, have enough time they would spend like literally all day if they to put on the, also, the amount of prosthetics they needed uh that they a lot of the people 
had a lot of blue on them to CGI and some of the prosthetic stuff that they needed to do, like, you know, some of the burnt skin or the blown away parts and stuff like that. So, but mo- it was a mixture of practical and regular effects. However, most of Bardom's character actually has uh, prosthetics and makeup applied to him. And the only thing that kind of CGI obviously was his hair and that kind of how the side of his head on the back is kind of blown off. Obviously, mm-hmm. they need to CGI that part. But mo- like, but like ninety percent of his head is um, is practical. To film hmm. and now the film the runaway bank scene, they built a prop bank around a tractor trailer, <laughs> uh, and so there's a tractor inside the bank. And is driving around, and the driver had to coordinate with the rest of the crews because he could not see where he was going. Oh my god! So he was driving blindly. I mean, it, at least it added to the sense of, you know, idiocracy. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, Uncle Jack, if you, nobody noticed, is played by the Beatle, Paul McCartney. Wait, did what? not notice that. Yeah. So no when way. He's, when yeah when Johnny Depp's getting dragged uh, through the jail and he talks to he's like Dad, Uncle oh, Jack, Uncle Jack. Yeah, that's that's, that's Paul Beatle. McCartney. That is Holy Paul McCartney. Shit. What the fuck? Uh, so the scene in the split ocean, uh, it was made mostly practically. So a lot of so everything was very touchable. The only thing that was obviously CGI was the waterfalls and um a bunch of effects overlaid. But around the water, the effects that came through the lighting, all that stuff was practically done. And to create that watery light effects, they had a bunch of lights hanging from the ceiling, and in front of said lights, they had pools of water. And then they just adjusted the lights and moved them however they needed to. And that gave that feeling of uh, water refracting through the the light refracting through the ocean onto the uh, floor that they were walking through. And for our final fact, the final set filmed uh, for the movie. So when they were filming the very last thing they were filming, it was the scene on the beach where uh, Johnny Depp is running with the the little um, black pearl inside the the bottle. And he's running and stuff like that. That's the last thing they had to film. And they can only they had to do it in one take because them running left footprints on the sand and they couldn't reset it. Mm, they didn't have like like you know how like the Zen Garden they like used the little rakes. Mm-hmm. Well, no, because then you would that. you would see the the lines of the. But rake. like, there's like a flat one that makes like it. You know, like they use it for concrete and stuff. Apparently not. Uh, what they said is they had to do it in one take because they just the the way the sand worked it just wasn't. Come on, Disney, get your shit together. <laughs> Yeah, they said that running through the sand, they had to do it in one take. Maybe they were timing the tide. Maybe. And yeah, those are all my facts. Yay. Excellent facts today. Thank you. Um, Let's get right. into some reviews. Time for movie break. Hell yeah, brother. This one's going to be a doozy. Let's get right into the reviews. I thought he was going to say, let's get raw. What is wrong with my mind today? I don't know, dog. <laughs> I don't know, dog. <sighs> it's, that, it's that vodka I spilled on my drink. On my, whoa, on my seat. It's getting soaked up in my ass right now. Shit. <laughs> uh, I'm going to lead with... Um, so this movie had the reverse for me with On Stranger Tides. Uh-oh. So if you remember that I was saying during On Stranger Tides, you had me in the first half. <laughs> yeah. And in the last 30 minutes, you pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, I felt like the beginning... Um, from the bank chase to up to a certain point um, was just there was too much too mu- there was too much pressure on it being funny mm-hmm. rather than like how like the, the other pirate movies have kind of been funny naturally throughout and they aren't like you know like putting all the quips or all the jokes in one spot mm-hmm. you know what I mean? they just like bombard you with like comedy yeah they just bombard you with comedy from the get-go like the, the, you know like um Jack waking up drunk, not knowing where he is. Dude, the the mayor's wife in the fucking safe with him. Um, the jokes about the sex jokes about uh, between Henry and um, yikes and Karina. He's like, you're grabbing my port, not my stern. Yeah, that was that was that was cringy. That was awkward. Yeah, no, I mean, just the the first half had me like kind of cringy for some of it. Some of it was actually kind of entertaining. You're like watching the actual bank face and run was fun was like kind of funny as they mm-hmm. started to break things um and watching i think it was probably when they start saving them from the execution when it's when it started to get good besides that cringy moment yeah um so like the first 30 minutes you were lost and then the rest you were good yeah, the, the first 30 minutes was like i don't even want to fucking watch this mm-hmm. i felt the same way and then um as it kept going i was like okay this is starting to get better um i liked what they did with salazar Kind of mentioning like a a throwback to young Jack and young Barbosa and you know um, 
pre-Black Pearl days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was curious to see how it would play out if you had like if they had given like more background on the other pirates around Jack, like the captain who gave him the the compass. Um, but yeah, I um, I also thought there was some something that was kind of stupid about one of Salazar's soldiers being just a fucking hand <laughs> and a hat, nothing else. I thought that was kind of dumb. I thought that was funny. It was. I know it was supposed to be funny to me. It was also like this is just kind of dumb. But that was also like me still being stuck in that like you've already bombarded me with so many stupid jokes at this point that like this is just not that's fair. It's not hitting. It's not hitting the right um, notes. Yeah, it's not. It's not delivering properly. Yeah, for me at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but overall, I think it was a decent film. Um, I actually give it a three out of five. Okay. I can't say. I'll, I'll go. I'll make more comments on it as I as we go along but um i i don't have anything in particular that stands out for me at the second okay fair enough okay captain salazar and his crew are probably the most terrifying of the pirate curses oh that yeah and that and according to the wiki they consider the most dangerous mm-hmm. yeah well they're dead they're literally the dead so i that curse and the way they are the way they look the how salazar is like yeah i am death i know what i am that's the ability to run on water like Jesus. That's what Jacob said. He's like, oh, Jesus is in the movie. I didn't know that. God. So, yeah, they're they're terrifying. I think they're one of the best ones. Also, the CGI effects, like the idea of what they look like and how they are. And especially the Salazar's like floating, like watery ha- death hair. Oh, so good. Yeah. Such a perfect effect. Like, you nice. could not get a like more terrifying idea. I don't know. Whoever came up with that idea needs a raise. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was me. <laughs> you don't get a raise not until we get paid <laughs> his ship is also like I, was, I wrote it down as monster house but a boat <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like, so true it is. it's a monster house but it as a is. boat that is such a good movie I, I really like the boat it's 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 like it's own character mm-hmm. the silent mary yeah the silent mm-hmm. mary it's also it might be the 160 foot uh, boat that they made it they made for the movie i'm not 100 sure because that boat does seem very long yeah so it might that might be like the out of the prop ships they made that might be the one i couldn't i couldn't try to i couldn't find anything that confirmed which ship of the 13 was the 160 foot one but like you know thinking about it and looking probably at that it, one it probably, probably is. the one that they used the most yeah uh when i looked up some of the lore regarding the Southern mary itself in preparation for our discussion um it was it had over a hundred cannons on the original ship. Was like what the story was talking about. So I'm pretty sure like it they been. showed that pretty well in the movie. Like you could tell he was over, not overpowered, but he was definitely stronger and had, more. Yeah, he had some heavy fire. Yeah, just yeah. in there in the middle of like a fiery ocean, just some blasting left and right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, it lost some of the cannons, obviously, as part of the shipwreck effect. But the idea that it had like 100 cannons would probably also lead me to believe it would be like a 160 foot boat. Oh, yeah. Uh, so That's like a cannon every like one and a half feet. Yeah, more or less. More or less. That's really bad math. That's it. <laughs> that was, I just did it after I said it. <laughs> yeah, it's OK. Uh, we're, we're also thinking about like, I mean, the comment on boats and not to take away from what Isaiah is saying. I'm kind of sad that the Queen Anne's Revenge didn't get more screen time. Yeah, I feel like it oh, wasn't yeah. as important of a ship. Like, I feel like this one had like there was nothing ab- about it in particular that stood out to me as a ship other than the, you know, the the ropes and everything moving around. But that wasn't the ship's thing. That was Blackbeard's thing. Right. Right. Yeah. That was Blackbeard's so, magic. Yeah. So it was just like a regular ship. Mine is the fucking big ass fire cannon. That was cool. Yeah. It wasn't touched on as much as I feel like, obviously, the Black Pearl was and even. um the, the flying Dutchman. Dutchman, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of sad. Now, so the British are the Spanish from the last movie. Let's just say <laughs> the, British, like the British, they have no point in being in this movie. It turned into a race between three people again, and the British were just there. They showed up, they died, and then we forgot about them. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I felt like it was satisfying watching die, though. <laughs> I mean, sure. Psycho alert. No, I mean, I know it's just, it's just a joke. 
no, I'm referring back to no, I know, like the the very loose idea they made from the plot was these guys were such assholes in the beginning to Henry and and Karina. And the only reason they were chasing them in the first place was to chase them. And then they realized they were going after the Triton. They're like, no, the British Empire is going to control the sea. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of satisfying in a sense to be like, hey, Henry, Karina, that one guy who tried to kill both of you is dead. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. The British were the Spanish of this movie. Like there was there was no need for them. It was a it was a plot thread that could have got cut. Now we need to talk about the age technology. It does not work, people. Oh, my God. Yeah, a young Johnny Depp and the way they try to like de-age his face, but then also put it on a younger person's body. You can tell the mannerisms just weren't right. It looks so like a ventriloquist. Like mm-hmm. it didn't. It just it just. Yeah, I feel work. like they would have been better off just hiring another person that looked somewhat similar and could act like him yeah. similarly. And it would have been more acceptable for uh, someone watching it to be like, okay, yeah, this is supposed to be a young Johnny Depp versus that kind of just was so distracting. And yeah, yeah it, it was very, it threw me off. especially when he was talking from the, like the crow's nest. Yeah. And his face was too soft, you know, it was too smooth. <laughs> there was no definition or like texture. It was definitely AI. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, the technology, DA technology does not work. They need to stop doing it. Um, now, there's more sexualization in this movie. They went back to sexualization. I feel like on Stranger Tides, they didn't. I mean, they did it, but it, was, it wasn't as bad. Yeah, it seemed like it was pertinent to a romance between Jack and Atreus. Yeah, it was a romance to it. So it made sense that there was that like flirtatious thing going back and forth. This one didn't. It just didn't need to do it. And then the like forced love plot, because there's always got to be a forced love plot between. Uh, I actually don't even know their names. Uh, Henry and Henry. Henry. Rina. It was. It felt like the um, the the mermaid and what's this? The 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 uh, Philip and Philip. It just what, why? What's the point? There was no need for this. They can we have some platonic people who are like, yeah, we just needed to get a mission, and we understand now we're good friends. We don't need a love story. It does not have to happen. Mm-hmm. So forced. Yeah, so I thought it was interesting. Like, if you go back in the movies, it's like Turner and Swan, and now it's Turner and a famous pirate, Barbosa. Um, oh yeah. If you want to think about it in terms of like family, but oh yeah, I didn't really think of it like that, but you got a point. No, no, I know. no, I, I and I understand like the point Isaiah wants to make. I just thought it was at least if they're doing the forced love plot, they're at least focusing on like some kind of lineage between these people, um, or like with Jack Sparrow and. Uh, Blackbeard's daughter. Yeah, it just it, it just forced. It just didn't. There was no need for it. There was no build up. Yeah, there was no build up. There was no uh, chemistry development of the of between the two. Yeah, there's just, there was nothing there, and they were like, oh, they've had a few. Sexual now they love each other. There. Complete yeah, strangers, like, might we add beforehand, and now they're like, or at least Will and Elizabeth, they grew up together. You know, yeah. they had this yeah. whole relationship beforehand and it was like okay even though we haven't personally seen their relationship we understand that they've built one over years and years of growing up together versus two complete strangers that are just like ooh I'm horny (laughs) two complete strangers that are like oh your hand is on my goodies you're Um, on my porch not my stern I like and then it's dirty talk for pirates (laughs) yeah and then like they go to like, you know, being that's, that's where they first start being like intimate in a sense. But it's like, so it's so short lived. There, there are moments where it's like they have a chance to have some sort of relationship building and like story development between the two. But it, it ends abruptly and it's like it doesn't give you enough to build that like relationship off of that scene. So when they do end up kissing at the end, it's just kind of like, okay, <laughs> you know, eh. just fell flat. Yeah. Now the whole plot that like Barbosa was this girl's dad. Uh, okay. <laughs> at this point, I'm like not surprised by anything anymore because it just didn't. It also felt forced because there was no like build up towards it. There was no hints at it. It was in just, the other movies, you mean? Yeah, even in the other movies. I knew like they kind of like were throwing this plot together a little, a little bit, but it would have helped if there was some type of like 
hint at it like damn because it goes from oh i remember that book wait a minute you're my daughter like it was so it was so fast <laughs> this is the shortest movie of the series and thank I, god i do think that this movie could have benefited from a few extra scenes to <gasps> what <laughs> how dare you no i do think this movie could have benefited from a few extra scenes to fully flesh out the ideas they were going to try or get rid of some other ones that weren't me- weren't necessary yeah replace some other plot lines that they obviously didn't flesh out either because they kind of put too many again too plot they put too many plot lines in there we could have gotten rid of the whole british thing and then just focused on the relationship and we might have cared more yeah or focused on like barbosa's focused on the relationship and barbosa as a father yeah because yeah. now we have a, so we have the forced relationship between henry and I forgot her name again. What's her name? Karina. 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 I really do. these characters do not live anywhere in my mind. So Karina. <laughs> well, it's and, also very similar to Serena from the last one. That is true. So Karina and Henry, right? They brought in that relationship, and then they're bringing in the Barbosha relationship between her and her dad. And then, you know, they could have just focused on the Barbosa relationship. And then and allocated that time to doing that. And we probably would have cared more about when Barbosa, you know, sacrifices himself. But they didn't. They they spread too thin. They focused on too many things. And therefore, <clears throat> they weren't able. They only introduced the ideas and didn't flesh them out. And that's where it kind of that's why it kind of falls a little bit flat. I do think towards the end, the plot just kind of goes off the rails with the whole trident thing. And everybody's like, oh, the curse. And like, we all got the idea at the same time. And then um, with the whole the anchor flying through the split thing. And then Salazar's crew just kind of dies after, you know, becoming human again. And it just it it went zero to 100 real fast. And then it didn't give you enough time to think about anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then everybody dies. And then uh, they're on the ship. and then. The Turners are back together and end the movie. That's it. Yeah. So my my review of the movie is three out of five. It's a fun pirate movie if you just if you literally turn off your brain and don't think about a single thing. I will say personally for the Karina scene, like the the constellation scene when he's when she sees it on his arm, I'd have to go back and and go back over that scene to be sure. But I feel like when he caught her, his sleeve ripped, and yeah. that's how it was introduced. Yeah. It's Not just, that it was like already open. But uh, the placement was, of course, you know, very coincidental. Yeah. I hate I hate conveniences. I, like, I mean, I would. <laughs> what? Just that phrase is funny. Oh, that phrase. I hate oh, no. conveniences. <laughs> I mean, in the sake of filming. OK, people like when something happens. No, I want that to happens, be on a shirt. I, I hate conveniences. Yeah. We'll, we'll put it in the merch ideas. <laughs> there you go. Well, you guys want to wear a shirt? Yeah, we'll wear a shirt. But if I had to think about it from like the perspective of someone who's actually, you know, um, going to be wearing some kind of constellation tattoo, especially as a pirate, it would make sense for the placement. But again, it is it is meant to be a convenience in the film. So. All right. So my rating, um, I also gave it a three out of five. Oh, we're all uh, on the same page today. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I liked it more than I am giving it credit for. Like, I really... There were uh, it had its ups and downs. It had its plot holes and then it had parts where it was it was a roller coaster. You know, there was parts where I was like, oh, this is getting really good. And then it would fall flat, but then it would build it back up and then it'd fall flat again. But overall, I was pretty pleased with the story, especially compared to like the last two, which were just not good at all to me. Um, I liked obviously we already kind of touched a little bit on it but i loved captain salazar my favorite villain in the entire series i think he i think uh, javier bardem played him so well and he made him terrifying like when he's ta- when he talks and the blood just kind of like spits out of his Ooh, mouth, his mouth. Oh, so creepy that's he's creepier than most horror movie characters that i've seen like they did it well because it was like even though because the thing is, is I'm going to go on a little side tangent real quick. With horror movies, when they reveal the monster, they kind of just nix the whole like terrifying aspect. They're like, well, OK, well, now you've seen the creature, so we're not going to try and make it as creepy. But like they did it so well with this that 
the even the little tiny details, like the way he would talk and like you could hear the anger and the rage in his voice when he would speak. And then the blood and the hair and the crack. It was so good. Um, 10 out of 10. Uh, I really liked the introduction to the guillotine because I actually ended up doing a little bit of research and that was around the actual timing that the guillotine was being introduced in that area and everything. So it would be historically accurate for no one to have heard of it yet. You know, French. (laughs) Yes. Um, I liked that little segment. I do like the fact that when Jack, like when we see the flashbacks of Jack and he kills Salazar and his crew, quote unquote, and um, his crew gives him tributes and stuff. I do like that. Some of the tributes were things that Jack still wears now. So like the beads in his hair and it, and obviously his hat and stuff. And it just gives a little more story to his character, you know, a little, just a little bit of detail where it's like, Oh, and it, and it changes your, not your perspective on the character, but it, it just helps build up certain characteristics within them. I also thought the CGI overall was just amazing. Like Salazar's entire crew was great. I also thought the the Island of Stars looked really cool. How like that bird's eye view shot with the um, where it basically looked like a galaxy. That was fucking amazing. Thought they had transposed a galaxy. Yeah, I'm surprised none of the pirates like started just stealing stars. <laughs> yeah, right. I was too. Um, what I did not like was obviously young Jack CGI. Very. I was trying to do that suspensive disbelief and bullshit, but it was just maybe today they could have done a bit better on it to make it a little more convincing. But it was to the point where it was so jarring to me. This movie was made only like five years ago. Yeah, but we've come a long way since five years. I mean, base it off of the first Pirates movie. Their CGI was so good. That's fair. It's kind of like they just gave up on it. Well, like you can do de-aging right. Yeah. Like um, there's very few films that have done it well, like The Irishman. I think Gemini, I heard, was pretty convincing looking too with um Will Smith. Gemini Man or whatever. So like you can do it right. But then you have instances like, for example, Star Wars Rogue One with fucking Princess Leia. Or um, Grand Op Tarkin, and it just looks really wrong. You know, there's just something off. It's too smooth. There's not enough texture in the skin. The movements are are almost, it's almost like they try to make up for the fact that it's digital. So it doesn't look too robotic, but they overdo it and it becomes too smooth where it's not even human-like. So it's like that uncanny valley. Um, another thing... I just didn't like Jack Sparrow in this movie. I, I don't know how you guys felt about him, but he was just like not Jack Sparrow. He was just drunk was the just entire drunk. time. He was a washed yeah. up drunk. Yeah. And I was like, this, what? where the fuck did this come from? Like, I get I get maybe because, but like they don't touch on it. Here, Here's a theory. He was actually drunk. Here's a theory. The syphilis. <laughs> so, no. remember how we yes. remember how we discovered like with Jose that he had that patch on his chin because of syphilis. Yeah. The syphilis is entering its third stage, which is brain uh, neurosyphilis. So it's affecting his brain. Could he's be. Quite literally going insane. Not even literally going insane. It could but be why starting... he was hearing voices in that one scene. It's not even so much going insane, but like a matter of he's losing parts of his personality and stuff that would normally make him, um, you know, Jack Sparrow. And then since he's, uh, you know, he lost the fountain of youth. He lost all these other things. He's like, well, I'll be a pirate again one day. And he's, you know, drinking all the time and tries to steal a bank and da da da. You know, but I'm just going to say it now. If they ever do come out with the sixth one somehow, yeah. I want him to die from syphilis or at least make <laughs> the syphilis a huge part of the story because that would be a great setup all the way from episode one you know it slowly dives it like that would make me be like okay this is a great this is great this is a great sequence um so i remember that when i was watching the movie actually um earlier it was i noticed that my first thought when when the wife of that dude comes out of the out of the vault and is like i'm like thinking to myself like she has syphilis now 
Um, <laughs> and, and if he, you know, if they like reconvene or reconnect in their marriage or whatever, he's going to have syphilis. Um, but you're just thinking, the whole movie in the back of your mind, you're just thinking about STDs. <laughs> Oh I'm just thinking about a SCD that's destroying his brain. But yeah, no, I agree with um, what you're saying about him not really being Jack. Yeah, there's there's a other uh, there's a lot of notes that I wrote, but I'm only just going to mention a couple more things that I think are important. Um, most importantly, can we just talk about the fucking zombie sharks for a second? Oh, <laughs> what zombie I, sharks? The zombie sharks. The zombie sharks, man. Those I don't I don't I I saw that and I was like, all right. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a shame you say that because they were very proud of making real life zombie sharks oh i mean they were cool don't get me wrong they were they were neat but it was also just like like the kraken was cool the kraken was perfect you know everything about it was great i don't know what it was about the zombie sharks i think they just i think that just was more funny to me than actually really like i don't know if that was their intention or not if it was then that's fine but if they were trying to actually make it like oh my god this is a real threat I didn't take it like that. <laughs> no, I mean, it really, so they lack so the sharks show up. And the first thought I have is when I see Karina jump into the water, I'm thinking like, I know the sharks are chasing Jack, but aren't they just going to eat whoever's in the fucking water? Yeah. Right. So why didn't they go straight for Karina? And then they had to like save her. No, they just went straight to the boat, took a couple bites out of the boat, started eating a fucking dress. <laughs> and then one of them became fucking speed racer for Jack and, Drove yeah. them to shore. Wait a minute, so, there's zombie sharks. They're smart. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I'm not saying they're smart, but uh, <laughs> it was just yeah. Um. Lastly, um, I'm just gonna quickly, briefly touch on this, and then I'll be done because this is a long episode. I have to edit. Uh, I wrote. Yes. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna literally going to read out my bullet points because I think you guys will enjoy this. Johnny Depp doesn't look too great. Is one of the bullet points I wrote. Literally means it because of, you know, the shit he was going through during the time. Sure. Um, a ship that opens? Question mark! Exclamation point. Oh, mon- I said it. Monster House is a boat. <laughs> Statue lady from Sal's ship? Question mark! Exclamation point. <laughs> Ending equals eh. And I also wrote, um, Will Turner is just like his dad. <laughs> Thank you. Barnacle boy. Yeah. Yeah, he acted too similar. It was kind of annoying. I was like, this isn't Will Turner anymore. This is a guy who's trying to act like another person. And he's doing it terribly. He's like, you're not supposed to be here. I was like, what happened to your voice? Why do you sound like you're trying to be like Darth Vader or some shit? So yeah, three out of five. Also, I was waiting for Turner to like suddenly turn into Baby Joan. (laughs) Oh, we need what we call it. We had to talk about that. Um, There is a ending scene. (gasps) Oh. Post credits? Marvel? Marvel, get out the fucking way. <laughs> There's a post credit scene for this movie, and it is the return of Davy Jones. I missed that. Don't spoil I it. I'm gonna go watch it. So yeah, that's that's a thing. <laughs> okay, don't talk about it. Um, because I'm literally gonna watch this as soon as we finish recording. She's excited. Um, I am. I didn't know that. Um, I mean, obviously the post credit scene just got spoiled, but I want to see it still. <laughs> So yeah, that exists. Um, it's just funny because I think they thought they were going to make another movie, and then you uh, know everything went to hell. <laughs> and now we're getting a Johnny V. Depp, uh, Johnny V. Heard trial movie. Yeah. So but- before we wrap up the episode, we actually are going to be adding in one more segment. Um, so usually we tend to do a grand finale episode at the end of each season. However, we feel like those are those episodes are always really short and kind of eh. So we're now officially incorporating our tier rating into the last episode of our season instead of making it its own thing. It's going to be now included, just so you're aware. Um, so we're going to now rate the entire franchise of Pirates of the Caribbean. Let's so go. if our lovely Isaiah could pull up tearmaker.com, we are not sponsored. We can um, get right on that. How do I share my screen? Now, uh, while Isaiah is pulling that up, I do want to remind you guys that next week is our listeners episode. So um, be on the lookout for that to see if your name is included. So for our tiers, we have S tier being top. 
A being right below it, following with B, C, D, F, and then that's pretty much it. So we've got, but we all watched it. Yeah, there's a never watched tear, but we've we've all watched it. (laughs) Yeah. Alrighty, so let's start with Pirate Six. Never watched. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, let's start with Curse of the Black Pearl. That I, that I, yeah, I think that's a anonymous vote of S tier. Lou, do you agree? Unanimous. 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 Shut the fuck up. It's anonymous. No one knows who just voted. (laughs) Unanimous vote between the three of us. Anonymous. Anonymous. Unanimous. Listen, I was homeschooled. Um, it's okay, it's a homie. It's a homie. <laughs> Next, Demon's Chest. Uh, yeah, Demon's Chest. What do you What do we think? I'm thinking, I I personally want to say S tier, but mm. I feel like since there's only five, we should ha- each one should have their own tier. So I'm gonna say A. No, <laughs> no. I I think it's I think this one and the next one are both Bs. Sure. Lewis, what do you think? I would agree. It's a B. Yeah, they're both. I feel like they're both. I didn't say both. I said. <laughs> I said. Whoa, 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 whoa! No, no, no I didn't say both. I said the second one would get the beat here. Jump in, jump in the, uh, jump in the gun there, Isaiah. Jump in the gun Put there, it, buddy. I okay. It, I personally think that they're both like not. I think three is a C. Yeah, we can move three to C. All right, but I voted C. It is. I do think though that both of them are they are good in their own merit, but they have different faults. But they kind of equal out to both being a B tier movie. I you, should, personally... you should change the never watched tab to I wish I never watched. And that's where we're going to leave. Oh, wait, I'm an idiot. Sorry. <laughs> Listen, I think I think number three should be fucking F tier. It's like my least favorite. But how about this? How about Isaiah? I'm going to I'm going to make you a deal. An offer. Okay, offer me something. An accord. You, yes. can put, <laughs> you can put episode three in the B tier. Uh-huh. If what? you let me have two in A tier. Deal. Beautiful. Deal. <laughs> Pleasure doing business with you. Okay. Okay. Now on Stranger Tides, how are we all feeling? About Bottom. That? Bottom on the list. Bottom. F. You think it's F? Yes. No, it should be an I wish I never watched. Damn. <laughs> Make Low a new tier. F. F for okay. fucking garbage. Hey. <laughs> uh, and then. They've been telling too? I feel like a D. At this point, I feel like just raise them both up and just make it four, five tiers. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, it's like, yeah. oh, nothing's in between. Nothing's right. terrible. Like, they, like they're all their own fun little adventures, but there are ones that are better than the others. So, our official tier is pretty much almost completely in order, except we have the last two switched. So, it goes number one is number one, Curse of the Black Pearl. Number two is Dead Man's Chest. Number three is At World's End. Number four. Instead of it being on Stranger's Tides, we have number four as Dead Man Tell No Tales. And then number five in last place is on Stranger Tides. It's very, I do find it very funny that the most expensive movie in this list is the worst. worst. And, but like the Dead Man Tell, I feel like Captain Salazar's character and the way they built him and the way Harvey Bardem plays him is what saved this movie. I literally had that written down in my notes was that he he was the sole reason that that movie was good. Oh, I do wonder how Christoph Waltz would have played him had they had he been here. I like, just don't think it, it would have been a completely different character, like you said, like not I, yeah, even Captain Salazar. Yeah, but Waltz is Christoph Waltz as John or whatever his name was supposed to be. Brand. John Brand would have, I feel like, would have been on the same level as Salazar, just a different character overall. Mm-hmm. God, Christoph Waltz, amazing actor. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Make sure to follow us on our social media platforms. We have Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify at Silver Screen Sips, and don't forget Twitter at Silver Screen Sip with no S. Next week, October third, is our listeners' episode, so be ready to see if your name's included. If not. Go ahead and shoot us an email at silverscreensips at gmail.com with your movie suggestion. And who knows, maybe you'll be featured in the next one and we'll review and rate your own movie. Uh, That concludes our Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Thank you, everyone, for the support. Um, Before you leave, don't, 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 don't jump out just yet. We have an announcement for our next season. Now, normally we do a poll so you guys can vote on 
what series we're doing next. But sorry, we took the reins on this one um, and have decided to go with the Halloween series. And Isaiah went through and picked the ones that actually are canon. Yeah, because if if you don't know, there's like 23 Halloween movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, so go ahead and tell us which ones we're going to be watching. From officially what they did is they officially nixed all of the movies except for the original one that came out in 1979. And then its official sequel is the one that came out in 2018, Halloween. And then Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends, which will be coming out this October, meaning we will be watching it. It will be the end of a franchise and that episode will be coming out on Halloween Day, hopefully, if our schedules don't change. (laughs) Yes, we are going to try and stick to it. So that your entire Halloween season will be Halloween themed. Um, So, yeah, stay tuned for that. We will see you guys in next week's listeners episode. Bing bong. Bing Bing bong.